0: Welcome to the Kona
1: Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge.
0: Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Kona Edge. Time to chat some swimming today and we head back to Cairns in Australia to touch base with uh, returning guest Damien Code. Uh, Great response to Damien's story last week. If you haven't uh, checked out that episode, head over to thekonaedge.com and uh, go listen to it. I think it was uh, fantastic. Uh, And yeah. It's just uh, I love sharing stories of age groupers from around the planet. If there's someone that you uh, know that has raced on the big islands and has got a pretty cool story and you think would be good value here on the Cone Edge, please do pop me a mail. Brad at com. I get lots of uh, requests. So if I can ask you, please don't CC that person into the email. Uh, I'd obviously like to do uh, a bit of vetting first and decide if they would be a good fit. So uh, send me a mail. Let me know of uh, who it is you're thinking of. And then let me do some research and then we can get them on. So. That's Brad at TheKonaEdge.com. This is The Coach's Corner, and it's time to chat some coaching. If you need some help uh, to get faster or if you want to get stronger, we've got access to a network of triathlon coaches around the globe that are more than willing to help you out. All you have to do is head over to TheKonaEdge.com forward slash coaching. If you own a coaching business or if you're a coach yourself and you'd like to get a bit of airtime here on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, scroll down to the bottom. All the details are there. It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Well, we head back to Cairns now in uh, Australia to talk some swimming with uh, Ironman age grouper Damien Coe. Damien, welcome back. Thanks for, for joining us today. You grew up swimming. I often hear from people when, when I ask people like, what do you need to do to become a good swimmer? They say, start when you're eight. And, and you had that advantage. You started when you were a youngster.
1: <laughs> I did. I was off to a good start. <laughs> but, uh, I think after I was, only, uh, I was in it for three or four years and then... Um, Unfortunately, um, yeah, my, my disciplines were breaststroke and the medley, Brad. So if in the Ironman we were forced to do um, a <laughs> kilometre of, uh, <laughs> of butterfly, a kilometre of backstroke, kilometre of breaststroke and a kilometre of freestyle, I reckon I'd uh, be further towards the front at the end of the swim.
0: I love that. I hope no one listens to this at Ironman because we don't want them to change it that way. My butterfly is terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, now unfortunately, uh I never practice those strokes ever again once I have in but um yeah, I think uh it you know it certainly helped me in good stead um for my
0: parents. Uh, we joke uh, we joke about that that mixed stroke stuff really does help sort of with the feel of the water and and sort of just getting that body awareness and and uh, even though you might not be swimming it now, having that foundation early on surely must have helped.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Just um, swim fit's an important term. I think um, you may not be the, you know, the fastest swimmer in the field, but um, if you keep the swimming training up and uh, yeah, the feel for the water and that cardio and, and respiratory fitness that it promotes, I think uh, there's a lot to be said for how it transfers over into your, um, you know, your stamina, endurance, and your ability to. Uh, um, do well on the bike and the run over those long courses, mm.
0: Damien. As far as the gains that you've got in the water over your Ironman career, what are what are some of the things that you you can sort of pinpoint down and, and attribute those gains to?
1: Uh, gains from from swim training. Yeah, it's um, gains from swim training. Um, I don't know. I think um, just the ability to be able to uh, um, my, my respiratory system has always been quite strong. Uh, my ability to recover um, from efforts has always been quite good. And I really think that's from spending a lot of time in the water, um, both in the pool and as a, as a nipper and surf lifesaving, um, just with doing um, repetitive sets. So I think, yeah, my recovery um, and also, of course, um i had less injuries when i was younger because because uh, of my swimming as well
0: yeah having that foundation i mean if you're listening to this and you're a, a sort of adult onset swimmer there's nothing you can really do about it other than trying to spend time in the water and get your techniques sorted out but uh, i think swimmers do have a, a slight advantage if they do have that uh, background as a youngster as far as workouts go what do you what do you love doing in the water
1: Um, Well, I hate pool workouts. My partner gets up at 5 o'clock and goes to squad training. Um, uh, I'm too early to get up in the dark uh, to go to squad training. (laughs) So I I actually train solo uh, in the pool, um, which the downside is the motivational factor Um, is something that you've got to be really self-disciplined about. You've got to time yourself, do your sets, make sure that there is, uh, you can see improvements. But my most enjoyable session is uh, any, any ocean training, Brad. So, you know, we used to do uh, Saturday mornings uh, ocean brick sets uh, on the northern beaches of uh, Cairns. And, um, yeah, they're my favourite. Anything, you know, ocean beach running is, uh, is something that I really enjoy.
0: Give it give us some tips on the the open water and particularly ocean swimming I think uh, for a lot of athletes they they spend most of their time in the pool and then they end up in in a race situation whether it be a a lake swim or an ocean swim, and, and they haven't had much experience in the open water so, some advice and and tips to to sort of improve your your open water swimming is there a slight change in technique sighting wise what what advice would you give people Damien?
1: yeah that's a that's a really good point um I think uh, the difference uh, for me, anyway, Brad, with, uh, between ocean swimming and, and pool swimming, although I try to swim in the pool like I, I do in the ocean, um, and that is if you're not, you know, if you're someone like me and that's, I'm not going to be at the front of a pack, uh, you, you, you try and find uh, someone's uh, feet that uh, you think you can hold on to. And when you're in that situation, you know, that long glide. Technique in the pool, um, you know, I don't think that's as effective in the ocean. So, you know, I tend to increase my arm turnover and uh, I tend to, you know, just shorten my stroke and start the pool from a bit further down from beneath the surface, so from under the bu- bubbles of someone's feet. And I think that, um, that uh, you know, I, I, I swim easier then. So it's less uh, taxing. Um, and of course, I always uh, cite for myself just because I'm on someone else's feet doesn't mean to say I'm letting them um, lead me. So, yeah, just shorter shorter stroke, harder pull from closer to the body. And um, yeah, um, high turnover, Brad.
0: Uh, i've learned that lesson the hard way as well following feet and uh, they swim uh, more skew than i do so it's yeah definitely definitely sight for yourself and and sadly the only way you get better at that is by doing more of it so uh david thank you very much for your time and sharing your swim tips today we look forward to chatting a little bit about your, your bike next time Out.
1: thanks brad thanks for having me
0: And that's it for another edition of the Kona Edge. Before I head out, uh, thank you very much to everyone who's left us an iTunes review. You have no idea. I I just have to tell you, the impact that these iTunes reviews have on uh, the download numbers uh, are ridiculous. The more reviews we get, obviously better, and we've been getting some great ones. The more iTunes uh, realizes that we're providing great value... And then they put the podcast in in front of more eyeballs, if that makes sense, or ear holes, so, so to speak. And uh, yeah, that's how we sort of get in front of more people. So the more iTunes reviews we have, the better. So it's our virtual tip jar. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us one, it would be amazing. Got a a great one in from the the wit thirteen in the United Kingdom, uh, giving us a five star as well, saying accessible, awesome, inspirational podcast. I listen mostly in the car on the way to and from work or around the country in the UK on business. I found it by chance whilst enjoying a number of other triathlon podcasts. Uh, This one is the favourite. Brad is engaging to listen to And the uh, episode's length ranges from very short to under 10 minutes to the longer, 45 minutes to an hour. They cover all three disciplines and other stuff. I personally enjoy the longer journey episodes uh, the most, hearing how someone went from good uh, average to awesome and ended up at Kona. I enjoy conversations with the age groupers more than the pros, more relatable to us mortals and balancing real life with training. Hopefully we'll see a journey interview with someone whose first Ironman was over 15 hours. I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I will find someone whose first Ironman was over 15 hours and they went on uh, to qualify for Kona. So it, it goes on. The Wit13, thank you so much uh, for being in touch and leaving that review. Don't forget to leave your uh, social media handle like uh, an at for, for Twitter uh, or Instagram so that I can send you a shout out on those social media platforms. It would be much appreciated. Until tomorrow that's it from me i'll be back again and you have yourself a great thursday cheers
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode of the kona edge if you want to improve your swim be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar get to the kona com slash swim seminar to sign up now